Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. housewives you you are here it is tuesday thanks for coming back yeah and if you're new welcome when we're thankful we're thankful for you i don't know that we say that all the time but just know that we're thankful for you and listening and tuning in and sharing with your friends this podcast i mean i just had somebody at church the other day and go hey don't you have a podcast and i was like yes yes i do (laughs) actually that's Thanks for listening. We're not yeah. just talking into a empty microphone. It's true. We we've always said, you know, as long as there's one person, you know, that life changes or it encourages, and I feel like almost every episode now we're starting to get that like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I had a girl who responded to one of my stories just this last week, and it was something, oh, my kids were baptized and she responded and just said, "Oh my gosh, what a joyous moment." And she goes, "Oh, by the way, I just want to let you know I've been listening to your podcast since the very beginning. Absolutely love listening to you and and I admire you so much as a mother." And I'm like, oh. Are you kidding me? You just made my day. <laughs> yeah, just day. That would have made I know. my Hey, and why didn't you share that to me too? Hello. Oh, I've got a couple I, more. Okay. I mean, I'm just I slacking really, in that department. I would really like to know what else do people say about us? Well, I just got one this week that um, was on our episode after Amy. Um, oh. And my friend said, dang, that was kingdom work. Well done on that episode. Like, oh, mic that's- drop. So, so that episode with Amy is so good. Yeah. So we know, we know that, you know, we wouldn't be here without you guys. We wouldn't keep going without your encouragement. Those are just the gifts to us to keep going. Those are, those are the God winks. Granted, we we would still be here if nobody was listening (laughs) only because God puts our butt in these seats weekly. But, you know, we just thank you guys for, for that affirmation on those things, because it does, it, it makes this, it makes sitting in front of these microphones in a quiet room, just that a little bit easier when yeah. we're trying to think of, you know, things that God wants us to speak on. So yeah. we're thankful for you guys. So on that, we are going to talk about beyond a mother's love. Yeah. Isn't love enough? I know. Isn't love, if, if you had just have love, isn't that just enough? It is wonderful and it's a great piece, but there's so much more. Mamas, we're so much more than just loving our kids. We're so much more, but also being like the mother, what we do for our kids is so much more than just loving them. Granted, that nurturing part is such a vital role in those early years and loving for them and caring for them and, you know, providing and... And sometimes showing them love is not doing something for them. Like? Like not... (laughs) bailing their ass out of jail. Oh, we're already to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, 
man. I think my mom I may have you were going to go like the whole crying it out method. Oh, <laughs> like no, no, straight no, to no, like no, I think, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to let their butt sit in there for about 24 hours. Let them think about what they did. I'm not, I'm not going to let them, you know, like let them have a couple conversations with the people in the cells around them and realize like, is this where my life is headed? Like you crack me up. I think I just listened to way too many true crime podcasts. I really <laughs> think that's, that's it. <laughs> Hey, I'm just here actually for comic relief. I really have. <laughs> Guys, I'm not actually married. I don't have any children. I make all this stuff up. Nice try. Fly. You appreciate don't, it. No, <laughs> you don't get up that easy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be easy if I was not married or with children. That would be getting off way easy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry, I left way too hard at that. <laughs> All right. Are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Okay. So, so five <laughs> characteristics of a good mom, biblically speaking. Yeah. And and honestly, love is very important. We were kind of joking on that, that it's not enough, but it is more than that. Right. And re, this is just a side note. My own love is not a feeling. It's an action. Mm-hmm. You, it's a verb. It's a verb. <laughs> so much like with our children, it's different, right? Like that child comes out of you or that child is put into your arms and you love them no matter what, and you would die for them. And that's, you know, an unconditional love. Absolutely. However, sometimes we don't like our children. <laughs> We have to choose to love them in that moment. Like mm-hmm. you have to choose like they're to hold they, your tongue. Uh-huh. To hold <laughs> your tongue. Much like our spouse, right? Like the choice you walk down that aisle to your spouse. Like but you have to choose love. So remember that it's you're not always going to feel love in every moment. Sometimes it's a choice that you have to make. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we want to remind you that as a mother, you do not have to be perfect. I think that's something that I don't know. That Actually, want I won't even say perfect. I was going to say have to be like, you're not, you're not, <laughs> like, let's just yeah. say, mm, you're just I, not perfect. I don't know why I do know why culturally, I think we just, we see everything on Instagram, Facebook, social media, whatever. And we're like, gosh, like if I could just do that, I would be enough. Or I'm striving always to do something more. There's just yeah. that, like, there's always something more. So you're always striving. And I remember I had postpartum depression after my first. And I remember like just like crying and being like, this is supposed to be natural. All I ever wanted was to be mom. Why is this not natural? And I think it was because I had all these expectations. I had all these thoughts and all these examples that I wanted to be. And I wasn't that. And it was hard. I couldn't accept that. Okay. Because you became a mom before social media, right? Like before social media, yeah. was it real, oh, yeah. a real big thing? I don't even remember. Was I, I don't even know when my space was like, there was something, but it, it was not checking in. Like I was blogging long before social media and I was blogging when my kids were little. So I, the thought just crossed my mind of like, you know, did the moms of the 1920s, did they look at all their neighbors too and have that comparison and just see, like look in their windows and be like, oh my gosh, she's an amazing mom and I'm not an amazing mom. Yeah. I don't know like, that the comparison is at the same level. Right. You know. There's probably some, you know, or like at the functions about like, oh, you're at the church picnics. Right. Or, <laughs> yeah. Your baby's still not sleeping after three months. Well, mine started to sleep, you know, all the way through the night at, you know, mm-hmm. day two. Oh, you should be better. Yeah. You know, but I, I was just thinking about that because I'm like, 
because we we have insight to all of these whether we like it or not, I guess we, cause we invite it in with social media. Yeah. We invite all those comparisons in. So, but I think, yeah, I, and I don't know why is perfection the goal? What's so great about being perfect? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's that feeling of like, okay, I've made it. I'm a good mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in the end, you, I mean, don't you get to check that box after two? I don't know. Like they're 18. Like that's a long marathon. Mm-hmm. Not even after 18, there's still kids that come home. Well, I think, I don't know. We're still striving. Right. <laughs> in the middle of this journey. This is why we were discussing this with you guys. So I don't, but I mean, what is the allure of being perfect? Yeah. I don't know that answer. That's just, but just, here's the thing. Like the Bible, know this, like the Bible is an entire book of flawed individuals. Like it is the, what it hall of faith, hall of faith. Somebody, I heard a pastor call it that like the hall of faith of screw ups, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, I mean, the only perfect person in that Bible is Jesus. Right. So, you know, like why on earth are we comparing ourselves you know, like, Hey, Noah was a drunk. Moses was a murderer. You know, David was an adulterer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like why on earth do we strive for this perfection when this whole Bible is filled with screw ups that God loves despite them? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, again, it's just the imagery that's around us. It's what's portrayed, but I want to move on to the next one. And it's kind of, I have, I have a funny story on that one. The second piece being that, you know, a mother who apologizes to their children is teaching them some valuable lessons. And that is very difficult to do because if we're apologizing, we're saying we've done something wrong or we've failed at something, we've made a mistake. And that's very difficult to do because you think you're like diminishing your authority or you're like giving your kids an opportunity to like not respect you or something when in all actuality, they're going to love you and respect you more when you apologize to them for overreacting or yelling or I don't know what forgetting else do do? something For, oh, forgetting something forgetting yeah all them. the things <laughs> and I remember one night it was just a night I was handling all four kids getting them to bed and I feel like Parker was probably 10 to 12 somewhere around there probably closer to the age 10 and I had had an extremely bad night I had been yelling and I remember like just taking it out on him And I went to his bedroom and I was like in tears and I just apologized. And I said, I'm so sorry, buddy, you need a better mom. And he was like, no, I don't need a better mom. I just need you. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I didn't mean it like a different mom. Yeah. (laughs) I just meant like I need to be better. Yeah. But he took it as like, I was going to get him, give him a different mom. And he didn't want that. And I mean, how sweet of that. But that like was a moment that I knew my apology mattered and it was accepted, you know, and I think that a lot of us have a hard time apologizing still. Hey, Housewives, we want to share with you one of the resources we absolutely love and use all the time. It is the Audible Premium Plus membership. You know how we talk about books pretty much every episode? Our new podcast one day will be a book and a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we love to read. Exactly. But do we have time? No. no. So, 
We're sharing with you guys the Audible Premium Plus membership because that's how we consume all these books. We know you're in the carpool lanes. We know you're driving your kids to and from practices. You're always on the go, doing laundry, doing dishes, and you can have those AirPods in your ears. With this membership, you get one free Audible to start. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free audiobooks. Isn't that incredible? And then let's say there's some extra books that you want for the month. You get 30% off the price. So you're saving money there too. And you can cancel at any time. And if you cancel, the books that you've already purchased or already gotten through the membership are yours to keep no matter what. And you get unlimited access to Audible plus the catalog. And they've got their own books. They've got Audible originals, their own original podcasts. So you can't find anywhere else. It's an incredible resource for moms on the go. And so we'll put the link in the show notes for you. And this is a perfect way. If you want to get some more reading in, you can absolutely do it this way and support our podcast. Well, not only just in general. I mean, how hard is it for us to apologize to Andrew or Chris when they're right? But to apologize to your kid, like like you said, it feels like, ugh, like I don't know them. I'm I'm the adult. I don't know them. They're right. my child. I don't know them. Apolog- no, like, but you're also teaching them that everybody should apologize. Mm-hmm. You're teaching them how a proper apology is. You're like, teaching them ownership too when they do something wrong. Right. And that is something that... Take responsibility. Yep. And amongst the kids that I've seen. And it actually, it's something that is really difficult even in our house because we have four kids and they're always competing, right? Like, it wasn't me. It was him. He started it. He started it. You know, and it's like, we say all the time, like an apology isn't, I'm sorry. Like, that's just not enough. An apology is, I'm sorry that I did this because of this, like ownership in what you did. Not that you just did something wrong. Right. We really strive for like, you don't get to just to say, I'm sorry. Like, show me in your actions that you want to do better. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be perfect every single time that you're trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to continue to screw up. But like, you don't just get to say, I'm sorry. Like, that doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. So, And mind you, we're still working on that because there's a couple of children in my family that don't show remorse. <laughs> so we're still working on that. <laughs> so good to know. <laughs> good to know. I'd like you to tell me their names after this. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Okay, so then the next one we've got is this one is really important to you and I we really this is kind of like a um, what do you call it a foundation of yes, a foundation, mm-hmm. but also like a sticking point for us when we talk about like marriages and things like that, because a godly mother doesn't always put her children first. And we mean that in the hierarchy goes God first, mm-hmm. then our spouse, then our children, like Andrew is very clear about that with our girls. He's like, yeah, you guys are second and third. Like you're tied for third. Yeah. But like we repeat that to the girls, like we're going away without you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're going to take time. Like mommy and daddy have dates. And yes, right now it's easier for us to, you know, meet up for lunch, you know, quick day lunch or whatever, you know, day date. But it's a priority. It's a priority. But at the same time, like you have to essentially show your kids too, because they won't know, like if right. they're there at school that during that time, they don't know that, that mommy and daddy are mm-hmm. having lunch to sit down and talk over a nice warm meal versus, <laughs> right? you know, but that's important. And then going away together, just even if it's for one night and it's in the same city or, you know, if you can every other year, you can take a week vacation together. Mm-hmm. That's three hours away. Who I mean, but like show your kids that your marriage is a priority and you get to go away from them. 
Yeah. And I mean, the world wants us, like we, we see it all the time, you know, being a good mom is like, look at me. I put my children first. They're so great. And yes, we care for our children. They are a priority, but that's not the stand all be all because if you're always putting your children first, there's going to come a time when you need to put yourself first. Maybe something's wrong with your health. Maybe something is wrong in a very serious relationship and you need therapy and you need to take care of yourself or your marriage or whatever. And when you take that away from your kid that you have given them, you know, they are very self-focused. That's children in general. (laughs) And if you've taken that away from them, they're like, wait, no, you don't get to go take care of yourself. You don't get to rest. You don't need, you know, like they I'm don't the understand. I'm the universe. Why yeah. are you around surrounding me? And, and it's just something that like we've been in seasons very much so. Like I remember when we moved here, I put the children first because I was so worried about their transition, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very obvious after we moved here, got them settled in when I started to like really take back, getting back into work and really doing more things for myself. I mean, the backlash from that. So there's just little, little things like that. We've been in seasons and we just really want to make sure that God first, marriage second, kids third. Well, and two, you always have to remember your children are supposed to leave the house. Like, like ideal. That's ideal, right? Daily. (laughs) Yes, that too. You're supposed to let them out of the closet. No, they're going to move out and leave you and create their own families. But if you've created them as the center of your world when they move out and create their own families one you've set a terrible example for them for their own marriages because then they're gonna think that their lives will revolve around their children's schedules and lives but then two like you're not gonna know who your spouse is when you get home you're gonna live in this the house and you're gonna be like oh you're the roommate that i've been spending the last 25 years with that's not supposed to happen so our next one is mothers practicing self-discipline. We're, can we skip this one? <laughs> I can't speak on this. No, because Personal. we are still. No. We're still going to say it even though we work suck at it. progress. You do a good job. Uh, not at this one. Yes, you do. Okay. You don't give yourself enough credit. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, and speaking of like just the discipline that you do of being in the word, like in, in reading and focusing on your time with God. You are consistent at that, like on the day, like I know you get up before the the kids. It's the time thing for me, but I'm not as depth as you. Oh, well, I, okay. I appreciate that. I do depth differently listening to pastors and things like that, but that's, but you're, you're very consistent on your time. So I I want to applaud you for that. Thank you. But your kids know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you heard the thing I heard from a mom years ago in our mom's group that was like, when you're in the middle, even if you're doing it and your kids are home, you know, before when they are around, if like you're reading in the Bible and they come to interrupt you or ask Mm -hmm. you something that you always just hold one finger up and then finish whatever you're reading, because in that way, like it subconsciously tells them by like, hold it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish the word first. Yeah. God comes first, then you. Yeah. And I was like, that's like a really good visual. Like, mm, no, no, no. I'm going to listen to what Jesus is telling me first. And then now you may speak. Mm-hmm. I have so many pictures of when the kids were little. Cause I, w- I've gone through seasons, but the first thing in the morning is my time because I know if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. But I have pictures of the kids with their own little Bibles and sitting next to me. Cause 
little kids used to wake up early. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Now, it's like they know what time are you waking up? Mom, uh-huh. I'm going to wake up five minutes before that just right. so you don't get that time. Yes. So mm-hmm. that, that always happened with my kids. They were always up and early, but they knew that was my time and they would have their own time. And then eventually, you know, they kind of created their own disciplines where they get up and they go do their own things, you know, not necessarily in their Bible or anything, but they know that that's my time and they respect that time. But it's, I know it's not easy mamas and picking the time. Some people like to do it right before they go to bed. Some people like to, you know, lunchtime or something. They have their, their time, but it's not even just being in the word. It's just taking care of yourself, being self-disciplined in, you know, moving your body and doing the things that you need to do to be the best version of you. Yeah. Version of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That God's called you to be. Yep. All right. The last one, the last one. And shall we say the most important? Absolutely. Is a godly mother stays dependent on God. This is not only easier said than done, obviously. Right. But what, what an example you can set for your children. Mm -hmm. We are going to come up with so many crises and distractions, distractions and things that I'm always reminded about a story that I heard of someone and I'm like, God, please let me be that joyful is that it was a story about a man who had terminal cancer and you could see it all over his body, like the toll it was taking on his body. But without a doubt, all of his family, all of his friends, all of the medical professionals that he was always like, I have never seen a man with more joy. And he would always say, my joy comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And like, that is what I want. Like, because what an example that is, right? Like, because somebody who's dying of cancer, who is going to die, granted, we're all going to die, Mm -hmm. but like to always have that joy because it's so true. Our joy does come from our Lord. I'm, you know, happy is from your happenstance, but joy, true joy, you can be joyful in grief. You can be joyful in all things because that comes from God. And there's no other, like I also peace, peace is like, something else that I want to be an example of. Mm -hmm. So when the world is crumbling around me and I can say, you know, my house, Can we have a redo of 2020. (laughs) Oh, I was like, no, I need a redo of 2020. (laughs) I didn't have the peace part down yet. God used 2020. You can all blame Tracy for COVID uh, because God used 2020 to realign her priorities and her family. And um, thank you, Jesus. So, yes. So you can write your thank you note to Tracy Stein at over. (laughs) No, but it's true. Like, you know, I know that God rocked my marriage in the the early years because to to create such a stable. Mm -hmm. Like I am not insecure. Mm -hmm. Like I am so secure in my marriage with Andrew, but my security isn't based on Andrew. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's my security is coming from him. My security is based on God, but I'm so secure in my marriage because of God. And Mm -hmm. that goes through Andrew, but he had to rock my world years ago yeah and or actually over and over again Mm -hmm. we're on the third time but i'm getting it (laughs) (laughs) i keep sticking a little bit more just each time that two by four keeps getting bigger as he hits my head saying Mm -hmm. no no you will be secure in this because of me not because of anything he's going to do but because of me 
I think that's the example, right? Like continuing to put God first and dependent, being dependent on him and the example that you are to your children, that you are depending on him and not worldly things like your achievements or your success or your spouse or this relationship or our vices. Like, can we say like, you know, coping, am I coping with a glass of wine every Mm -hmm. single night or am I coping with something else? Or how do your kids see you coping Mm -hmm. with it versus other things. So now granted we're saying all these characteristics because we, (laughs) we were working on them just as much, if not more, you know, and this was just a, this was an article. We'll put the link in the, the show notes for you guys, but it was just like, wow, these are really good because they are good reminders of what, well, and I think it just comes down to it that our culture has a lot of opinions on what a good mother is. And we just need to be reminded that the true characteristics of a woman come from the Bible and come from God. Also, I would like to note that nowhere on this list does it say shows up for every classroom party or every PTA meeting. (laughs) Exactly. Just so you know, it doesn't say that. And it's okay. And it's okay. (laughs) And it's okay. So, but yeah, that's where our, where we get to choose our characteristics from. I like that. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I I feel weird saying housewives. Can we say house moms? Yeah. Yeah. All right, mamas. Yes, we love you, mamas. You're doing a great job. You are. All right. Let us know which one hit home the most for you. All right. Until next time. See you later. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook, link in the show notes, and be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.